and welcome again to Variety Bang, the podcast that bangs out content in 15 minutes or less so you can listen at your convenience. I'm your host, Travis B., and I would like to start off with an apology, and that apology being, I may not sound too well. I recently, uh, last Monday morning, I woke up sick, basically, and you'd think by now, you know, it'd be cleared up. I do feel better, but I'm still congested. I don't think it's the Rona, so uh, don't worry about that. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to be fine, but uh, I just wanted to apologize if I sound off because I'm stuffed, I'm clogged up, and I might even cough. But you know what? Let's just roll the punches and see what we get. So this is uh, episode 14, and it's called Fond Fishing Moments. Now, this episode's going to be about um, a hobby of mine uh, when I was younger, and uh, honestly, a hobby of mine when I got a little older. And I might actually always count it as an on-again, off, on off-again hobby because I do enjoy, uh, I do enjoy it. But um, it's just something I don't do all the time: fishing. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you part one: how I got started on it, how I started fishing. Now, we lived in Long Island, New York. My family and I, uh, at the end of our road, there was a, the beach. It was like a bay, you know, a simple beach, lots of sand, lots of water. There's a deep channel going between two different parts of the water. And a lot of the times, that's where the fish, high tide and low tide, would spawn through there, coming and going. Not spawn, I'm sorry. They would, they would swim. They'd swim through there, coming and going. They did their travels, their journeys, doing their fish things. I don't know what they do. They hang out with other people. Do they cause trouble for smaller fish? I don't know. But they're doing fish stuff. So um, maybe, going, maybe fish go to fish concerts. Huh. All right. Obviously, it must be, uh, I was going to say, I don't call, I don't drink. Obviously, it must be the drugs I'm on because I'm just feeling giddy. Anyway, we used to fish at the end of this road, and uh, I remember his name was Dave. Dave was the son of the people who owned the house to the left of us. He moved in with his parents, and Dave was probably 21, 22, young kid, young guy. And um, he kind of a goofy guy, and for whatever reason... He liked my dad. My dad was older, like in his mid-30s, late-30s. Well, he really liked dad, and him and dad got along great. Dave was the kind of guy where he'd wake up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday and go to my dad and say, Hey, Bob, Bob, let's go out and look at new cars, Bob. Dad would go, You know, it's probably no car lots open. It's 4 o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, Bob, I think they're open. And then we'd have to drive to Riverhead, and they'd be open for about five minutes he got there. Uh, but still, he, he was one of those guys. Actually, when I was younger, I didn't understand why he uh, – why well, he had all these problems waking up, and now I get it because I work the weird hours too. Like I got up at uh, three thirty yesterday because I slept like crap. But uh, Dave was a good guy, and eventually and he goes, "Hey, hey, Bob, there's some, uh, you know, we got a beach at the end of the road. You want to go fishing, Bob?" And my my dad's like, "Well, you know, I haven't fished since I was a kid. You know, him and my uncle Rich, they had a they had a little little John boat they used to row out and they used to go fishing in when they were kids. Uh, because come on, Bob, let's go off the beach." And so. That's how it started, and I, I believe if I remember right, Dad, you know, shows, okay, you know, buys a cheap pole, he goes out, you know, Dad doesn't remember much about fishing, Dave really didn't know, but he learned, and uh, it went from them going out fishing, and the kids come along just to hang out, me and my brother, to full-blown, it was an event every weekend when when the fishing was right, it was just straight up, all right, Bob, I'm going to buy the St. Pauli Girl beer, you buy the Garcia Vegas cigars, we're going to go out there and smoke, and we're going to drink, and we're going to fish, and that's that was an amazing time for me when I was younger, because... Even before then and even after then, I never knew my dad to have, like, a really good friend to do things with. Now, my dad, he was a very, very personable person. He's the kind of person he would sit on a bench in the mall, 
Uh, even before he was too crippled up, he's like, I'm just going to sit, you guys shop. And he would just people watch. And anybody that was sitting next to him, he would talk to and have great conversation. My dad was a very personable person, but he just never really seemed to have any friends. And, uh, or not like, like really good friends. Dave was the only person I ever knew in my father's life who was a really good friend. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was, Dave was a good guy. And he was, he, he was a friend to us kids too. He was a good guy. Dave was always, he'd look, Oh God, I got to tell you Dave's story. <laughs> I'm already getting off topic because this is just memories, but check this out. Now, I don't know if any of you know what OTB is. It's off track betting. Yeah, that's where you bet on horses and, and, and greyhounds. I think horses mostly. Yeah, it was horses on, on off track betting. And it was like a 45 minute hour drive to Riverhead to do this. So my mother has something to do. Dad was working. He's like, Dave, I hate to ask you, can you watch Travis? Can you please watch Travis? I got stuff to do. No problem, Georgia. I'll, I'll watch the little guy. We'll have a great time. No sooner than she was out of sight. He goes, come on, Travis. We're going to Riverhead. We're going to go to OTB. We're going to win money. He let me pick the horses. We didn't win. But we're sitting there. I'm the only kid. And there's a sea of men. They're smoking their cigarettes. And they're all looking at me. He goes, don't worry about them, Travis. He goes, what do, what do you think the winner's going to be? Pick us a winner. Like, he, he <laughs> oh, oh, dear God. I got somebody. You know what? I might just do a whole podcast on Dave. I might actually do that. I might just do a whole podcast on Dave's stories because uh, uh, I've got a lot of them. I, I truly do have have a lot of them. But uh, I digress. So let me get back to what I was saying. So, um, yeah, Dave was a good influence in my father's life. And uh, my Dave is still alive because he was younger. And he's reached out to me once or twice. And I need to get back with him because Dave also has the annoying tendency of, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. Hey, how about I come and visit? Uh, okay. And then he's here for like 10 months and he won't leave. So he, he he's, a, he's a hippie or a, a, a free wanderer, you know, whatever you want to call it at heart. That's what he does a lot of. He just kind of, yeah, goes with the flow. But he's a good guy. A little lazy, but he's always been a good guy. Um, so yeah, so that was Dave. And now enough of that. Now let's get back to the, to the fish story. So we're sitting here and, uh, you know, we're fishing off, off of the... Uh, uh, off of the beach and we're catching fish left and right. And uh, I'm going to be honest, it, it taught me a lot as crazy as it sounds. Like I said, it was at the end of our road and we used frozen minnows. You know, you put them in the water you can't use them frozen because they'll fall apart. You got to let them thaw a little bit. You throw them in the salt water after about a half hour, they're ready to go. You hook them. And that's what I learned. I learned a lot of self, uh, self, um, sufficient being taking care of myself. Cause my dad showed me two or three times how to bait a hook. And he says, now you got to bait your own hook from now. And the same thing with taking the fish off. So, at one point, you had Dad Dave smoking their Garcia Vegas, drinking their St. Paul's Girl reeling in catches. A snapper, by the way, baby bluefish. We call them snappers in New York. And you had that going on. And you had me and Heath pulling the snappers, too. And I remember coming home with buckets and buckets of fish. And my mom was honestly kind of pissed because we're out there catching them and having the fun. And she had to clean them and cut them up. And she uh, she would do it. And the fish was always good from what I understand. Now, here, here are some things about me. I might as well tell you now. I, I don't eat fish. I, I just don't, you know, if you're going to ask me, what about shrimp? That's fish. Does it live, swim, or crawl out of the sea? Yeah, I don't eat it. I don't like it. I've tried. Uh, I don't like any fish. I wish I did. Fish is, I know, is one of the healthier foods out there. I really wish I did, but I, I don't, I just don't like fish. So when I was younger, I didn't have an, such an issue with catching fish either. But also when I was younger, five or six years old, my grandfather would cut the heads off of chickens that were too old to lay eggs and they would run around the yard and die. And I I thought it was funny. So not because I was psycho, it's because you're a kid and this is how you were raised. So now fast forward to now, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but now I have a hard time catching fish because I just want to catch a release. And then I even feel bad that I put the th fish through all that strain in the first place. I'm like that, they were just going about their business and I went ahead and I hooked them and it's got to suck. How would I like it if somebody, 
you know, hooked me and dragged me up into the sky. It's like, I'll just put you back or worse, eat me. You know, I'm probably overthinking it, but uh, this is how I feel now. But let me get back to the old family memory. So uh, learn to bait my own hook. I did learn to value a family and friends. I miss those days. I, I miss, I would give anything to see my father for just five minutes smoking a cigarette. I'm sorry, cigar with a St. Pauli girl in one hand and his real in the other and a smile on his face. I love to see that. And I don't think there's any pictures of that, but I, I wish there was. I mean, gosh, if, if these things were to happen now in the technology that we have, I'd have so many more memories of my father, you know, visual memories. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with having the mental memories either because uh, they're just as sharp as they were the day I, the day I saw him. Um, another true story in Long Island, New York, uh, there was a bridge called Goose Creek Bridge, and it was probably the fall. And my dad had his truck. It was a 1984 Dodge Ram four-cylinder, and I remember that truck. And he had his truck, and so it was probably eight, I was probably 10, 11, 12, whatever. And it was a fall day, and it was overcast, and it was cold. And from New York, you know, everywhere gets those days. But, you know, just because it's fall doesn't mean it's going to be slightly warm. It was a cold day, and it was overcast. And you have the bridge, and under the bridge, you have those retaining seawalls on each side of the bridge, four of them, two on one side, two on the other, to hold the dirt and stuff back in the channel, you know, underneath the bridge. Well, those, those retaining walls are pretty tall, and I actually... I was fishing, and boy, that day they were they were biting. We were pulling them fish left and right. And of course, I just I'm standing in one place too long, or I'm just getting complacent. I think honestly, remembering now, I think I was just standing in one place too long. Uh, I fell in, and I fell into the deep channel, and my fishing rod that I loved fell to the bottom. And I remember getting up, and I was freaking out, and I'm screaming, "Dad, jump in! Jump and see me! Dad, see me!" There's another guy on the other side of the bridge on the seawall, retaining wall. He was taking a shirt off to jump in. My father goes, sir, sir, no, no, sir, wait one second. My dad looks at me. He goes, Travis, swim. I look and said, what? He says, you can swim. You're a good swimmer. Swim. I'm like, oh, I, I think I was freaked out from falling in. I was, I was just rattled and scared. And I actually went and I swam against the current. I could have just floated in the current and come right to the side. I went the long way against the current and got out. And I remember dad's like, I remember... The guy was like, well, I can jump in and try to find your fishing pole. Dad's like, don't worry about it. It's a cheap one. And, you know, I, well, Dad wasn't mad, but he's like, you know, get in the truck and, you know, get in the back because you're soaking wet. So I'm already cold and soaking wet. And so it's a good it's a good 10-minute drive home, I think, if I remember correctly, to, from Goose Creek Bridge to my house. And uh, I didn't cry or nothing, but I was just very disappointed because I was having fun. Uh, you know, my father's on the other side, but I still was bonding time with my dad. But he wasn't mad. I mean, these things happen. I mean, you're a kid or, you know, if you stand on your feet too long, you know, you, you get, you know, just, it happens. It's no big deal. So he wasn't mad at all. Uh, but it was just kind of funny. I remember falling in there, falling, oh, talking about fish stories. I remember this right before I started podcasting today. I was like, oh, you know, I remember I fell off the friggin' uh, seawall there, the retaining wall. Yeah, let me, let me add that. That's embarrassing. Um, then on a side note to that, since we're talking about Goose Creek Bridge, I think later that summer or a couple summers later, I jumped off it twice <laughs> at high tide, of course. Uh, there was someone who jumped in there a low tide and broke his neck and was paralyzed, but we were kids and I was stupid. I, I jumped off that bridge. Well, the first time, honestly, my friend Morgan pushed me because I was on the other side of the railing. And I'm looking down and it's not what well, couldn't have been very, maybe a story or two, maybe two stories. Not not very high bridge, but you know, you're like, oh my God, it's so far down. And he pushes me. So then I fell. And then the next time I went up there and, you know, I jumped and that, that was fun. I, I've jumped. I can actually say I've jumped off a bridge. So I don't know if a lot of people have done that. And lived, but I have. I jumped off a bridge. So, and uh, the other family story I have, the only one I have local, really in Florida, because by the time we moved here, you know, Dad's health was getting worse, and he was didn't want to be out in the heat and sun, and, and I wasn't really into fishing. I was into girls, and you know, fishing for girls. Uh, so, 
uh, we didn't do a lot of fishing in Florida, but the one time Heath came down, my brother, who lives, still lives in Long Island, New York, still lives on the same road that we lived in. He lives right by the water where we used to fish. I'm a little jealous of that. I need to get to New York and, uh, and visit him. Not so much to see him, but just enjoy the, just enjoy the beach. But I shouldn't say that. I like to see Heath, but so him and I fished off a charter boat here in Florida. I don't remember how long ago it was. I don't remember when and where it was, but it was fun. But it wasn't the same because they're they're turning you out, and you're, they basically you're guaranteed to catch fish. Everybody caught at least one fish. I caught quite a few, and I, I just wanted to release them, and somebody else wanted them. That's another thing. If I'm fishing, I'm like I'm gonna release this fish, so I'll take it. So okay, you know. But I just I, I, that gets back to that. I don't know if I could fish now because I'm just like I'm not a hippie, and there's nothing wrong with being a hippie. But I mean, I'm not I'm not like you know like that, like, you know, like, oh, you can't, you know, hurt things. I eat meat. I, I think if I had to actually kill it, if I had to actually kill, pick out and kill the cow, no, I would be a vegetarian. I'd be, no, maybe not a vegan. I'd be a vegetarian. So, but, um, so I don't know if I'd fish now, but I'd like to get back into it. I'm going to probably, I probably will. I got to find some friends that want to do, but anyway, let's get back to part two now. That's, uh, memories of friends. Uh, one of my fond memories is fishing with my buddy Walter off the beach drinking beer. Uh, I'm, think this is right before me and my ex-wife broke up because uh, Walter was with his wife Sammy and we went to the beach and it was some it was some beach in Clearwater that he knew I didn't I didn't know the beach but we're sitting there we're drinking a little drunk we're fishing I think he caught one or two fish I didn't catch anything but it wasn't about that it was just about having fun it was just the the air and the salt water spray and just talking with him it was really it was a nice memory I got good memories with him and then I also remember him and I uh, I when I was with my ex-wife I bought a 14-foot John boat with a eight, like a 1988 horsepower Johnson engine outboard, and it went ahead and the uh, 14-foot flat bottom's not very long, but it's big enough. You know, it's it's we we didn't want to do any crazy fishing, but I got that, and uh, him and I went out in it twice. And uh, I remember the first time he went out, we were have we were catching fish left and right, but the problem was is that he was uh, he was getting sunburned. It was. It wasn't even that hot out that day. It was. It was just. It was. Was. It was comfortable, but it was just bright. The sun. I even told him, like, man, you might want to, you know, put on some sunblock. Now he's Hispanic. He's like, no, no I don't need no sunblock. So, okay, okay, you don't need no sunblock. That's fine. No, he got burned to a crisp. Uh, but what we did basically, you know, is we went ahead and next time we went out a couple times and we would go in the shallows. I, my my rule of thumb with my 14 foot John boat is if I can't, don't think I can swim to land if, if the boat sinks, I'm not going out. And, uh, so we always stuck close to land and we went to a couple, uh, islands and, uh, that were not, that was nice. We hung out on those. It was just, you know, something to do. And then, um, we, well, my ex-wife got the boat in. That, that's another story that I, that's a bitter one. So we're not going to talk about that. Um, and like I said before, I, it's been a while since I've really fished. I've been thinking about getting back into it because, uh, it's something to do. It's been more than anything. It's bonding with friends and family. My wife doesn't want anything to do with fishing. My mom doesn't want anything to do with fishing. Yeah, maybe some of my friends. I might be able to talk one of them into it. But regardless, you know, it goes well back to that whole, oh, killing fish I've, or even hurting fish because, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm just new. I'm a, I'm a sissy. So I don't know if I can do it or not. That being said, uh, I do appreciate you putting up with me today. Uh, like I said, I'm not feeling that great. I wasn't even going to do the show, but this has become something that you know, I actually may enjoy more than you all listeners do because this is like an outlet for me to just, you know, release stress and tension and just something I enjoy, really, truly enjoy doing. Uh, I feel blessed that I discovered this hobby and then I'm able to do it once a week. Sometimes I think about doing it more, but I think that was spoiler for me. So I'm going to go ahead and leave now. I'm going to let you, uh, get to tell you, uh, please, any questions or comments, uh, hit me up at varietybang at yahoo.com. Again, that is varietybang at yahoo.com. I'm also, uh, varietybang is also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. I will be talking to you next week where I hopefully you feel better and sound better. And uh, until then, you all be good. God bless. And I will talk to you soon.